Alright, what is up everyone? How is everyone doing? Once again, welcome to the I Am Link podcast. My name is Kevin, and today I have Joey here. Again. Again. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We did so well on the last podcast, nice. so, you know, we just got to continue on with this. Buddy, I should just rent a room here. I don't need to leave. Wake up, do a podcast, go back to bed. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, let's get it started. Yeah, let's do it, man. Okay, so today, so let's recap. Last time I was here, mm-hmm. we did a bad date, right? Yeah, we did a bad what date. What you don't do on dates. Yeah. Right? And and, uh, and and some of the stuff that you should look for in a bad date. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, man. Never had a, never have a, you know, third person being there. <laughs> You know, never have a friend there because, you know, that that friend is always working against you. Right. Yeah. Um, unless unless you she know. likes you a lot, too. And then maybe afterwards she has some good things to say about you to your target. But that's like shooting in the dark and hopefully yeah. you hit your target, man. Yeah. Was, was she a good friend, though? They were good friends. Yeah. No. What, no. Was she a good friend to you? Uh, Would you consider her like a, you know, a good friend kind of thing? Yeah, like, that is the perfect segue into what we're about to talk about today because remember last week, I don't know what I was telling you or somebody else, but um, for people that are doing this for the first time, uh, I always recommend just go on as many dates as you can right don't be trying to look for the perfect girl you know you're 10 out of 10 it's okay to go on a date with a girl that you may not be super super attracted to but you see something good about her and you want to try it that's just want to get you better with dating so with that being said you asked me was that a good friend well she was a good friend towards my target and in today's podcast, I am going to read you an email of the date I went on with the friend. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. going to be interesting. Right. So I think if, if there's any women listening to this, probably think I'm the biggest slime ball in the world. Oh, no. Nah. You're going to date her and date my girlfriend. Listen, like the first girl didn't even like me. And there was something interesting about this girl. And you listen, man we're not like committed or anything so i think it's all fair and game so you're not committed to anything yeah yeah okay so where should i start should i start reading or did you have any questions yeah let's get the story started okay so this happened on march 25th 2010 so we're looking a good Nine, Nine plus years, years ago. ago. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. I know. I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get right into it. Yeah. So here's what I wrote. As I made my way to the date location, I get a text from her while I was about five minutes away. Hey, I'm here at the Starbucks. Meet you upstairs. I reply, laugh aloud. Yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. So I get to the finder to find that one of the baristas was an old friend. Right, um, he gave me a large specialty drink and charged me for a small, so it helped lighten my mood a little bit. Uh, I was a bit nervous. I got upstairs and saw her throwing out a napkin and getting back to her table. She had a black fitted blazer and a white t-shirt that hung loosely over her, her body. So just a side note, I get very, very detailed 
with my journals, as you can tell, right? Some of it may or may not be relevant, but the problem is, is when you're new, you don't know what is relevant, what is not. So writing more is better because if you need someone that's better than you to analyze your journal, you want to give them as much detail as possible. Right. So moving on. Um, I have to admit, uh, it wasn't the most complimentary outfit she could have picked. Uh, I've seen her in a short skirt and a skin-tight black dress. I was kind of hoping for that. Well, uh, it was a unique outfit nonetheless, cute. Uh, I don't think I've been on a date uh, ever with a girl dressed so casually, but I went with it. The conversation flowed naturally. She first told me uh, that she was driving by. She was looking at the buildings in the area, thought how nice it all looked. Uh, She told me that she was glad I chose this place and asked me how I'd hear about it. So another side note, you was the man. First few dates, you plan it. You choose the location because it's going to be in your comfort zone. And most importantly, you need to know where you do your kino to break that touch barrier. Let's carry on. Uh, I told her that in high school, when I was, uh, when my two best friends and I first started to drive, uh, we would come here on our spare time, and we get drinks and just kind of check out the sops. Um, I started pointing a few things as we looked at the window, like my favorite pub, the ice cream shop, the other dessert place. I told her that I've been friends with these guys for years, and they were good people, and that's why I keep them around. So a little side on that. Um, it's important to let her know that, you know, you pick and choose your friends, that, that you're not just hanging out with anybody. Because that, if it's to give you any standard, you know, uh, it kind of shows that, like, you don't just date any random girl. that You're just not looking to sleep with women that, you know, this is another aspect of your life that you have standards. So uh, it gives you more value. That's mm-hmm. what I want to say about that. Okay, so going further, so me at this point, I say, let's go for a walk later. I'll show it to you. She says, okay. And she then offers this information. She goes, you know, I still owe you a movie. We should go for that sometime soon. Uh, I don't have any background vision on that anymore. I don't remember why she owes me a movie, but I probably maybe like played a little trick on her and probably used that to see it another date but it's good that she remembers it so this we would consider uh, what we call an IOI which is an indicator of interest mm-hmm. means that you know even after this date she kind of wants to see you that's why she's bringing up the movie so it's a good sign uh, well I plan to see you again after this I'm sure we can organize something again that's me saying yes I'm not just gonna like hit it and quit it I do plan to see you again these are things that kind of makes you a little less creepy and it kind of just builds more comfort with the girl. She knows you're going to stick around. Okay, so uh, a little more about her. Uh, she also volunteers at the art gallery. Uh, uh, so I got her to talk about that. She loves art. She tells me she loves it. Uh, she's loved it from kindergarten to grade eight. And uh, she can show all the kids all the different rooms and explain to them the history behind each piece. Oh, sorry, she loves when kids from K-8 visit. So, yeah, so she's telling me about her work. Me, uh, I reply, so you love art? You must know everything there is to know in that place. She replies, well, I don't know everything, but it makes me want to learn more and more about it. My reply, you know, those are uh, 
couple of good traits I find really attractive about a girl. Again, we're, we're pushing for the, you know, I'm not just here because I think you're hot or you have a sexy body. Like, I'm trying to find things to more solidify, to build. And that's something that's unique about her. And women want to know that you're paying attention, mm-hmm. not just to her boobs or her ass, you know? So, so that's something for the listeners that are listening. Try to pinpoint a few things that are specific and unique to her and comment on them. Okay, going forward, she replies, you, I think it's great that you have something that you're passionate about. Uh, Sorry, this is me replying to her, uh, so I continue. I say, uh, I think it's great that you have something you're passionate about. I love watching people do something they're passionate about. Sometimes you people, you see people in unfamiliar places, and they are kind of stiff and nervous, but you know, but you put some, the same person in their element, just watching them light up. I love to observe that when people are doing things that they love because it's really the best indicator of who they really are. Uh, that and you have a motive, you have the motivation to learn more, which I also find very attractive. So this here, I call it qualifying. Qualifying is, is, is trying to flip the script as a man. You know, like we want to show them that, no, I'm just not trying to please you. I'm not trying to impress you, but I'm really trying to see how you would fit in my life there's the switch here. So I'm telling her, like, that's what I like uh, to watch people do things they're passionate about because that shows me who they really are, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, uh, uh, try that as well. So she's smiling and she says, oh, thank you. I say, so you can be my little gallery guide, I guess. Uh, I can meet you there one day, maybe after work. And she says, yeah, okay, any day is fine. Let me know. Okay, so I know I'm rolling here. This is good. So uh, we continue on the date. We share some childhood stories, including what kind of styles we both had growing up. Uh, I told her when I first came to Canada. Um, she told me that uh, she's from Korea. So there's there's more fluff talk here, and I, I like to use um, the childhood memories because especially in the beginning of the date, you want to build a lot more comfort first, mm-hmm. right? Before you start turning up the attraction mechanism. Okay, so we're talking about that. Uh, she then uh, replies, so what is your background like? Your parents are from where? And I told well, I told you last time, my mom is from this city uh, just outside Hong Kong, and my dad is from Hong Kong. Uh, but it's not of their background, though. So where's your dad from originally? Uh, you'll never guess, I said. It's a total surprise. What do you mean? Like, really? Well, my dad moved to Hong Kong in 79, but originally, he's from Korea. Uh, you can see her eyes light up. Really? Me, I pause. I say nothing. I pause. No, I totally just made that up. I gotcha. So I'm just going to lighten up the mood a little more because I know she's Korean and you know, try to throw a loophole there. You can or cannot do that. I, I, I hear I was probably a little bit nervous, so I just wanted to lighten the mood. Uh, that's just something extra. Mm. Um, you can or cannot do that. You don't have to. Okay, so going forward, um, the, uh, we talk a little more, and then the conversation goes to the following. She says to me, did you eat yet? I said, well, I ate before I came. Why, are you hungry? She's like, oh, well, looking at her, smile a bit. I say, okay, let's go get food. I know a grape cream place that's about 10 minutes from here. She replies to me with a smile. We get in the car, okay? Uh, okay, so here's 
Now we're in the car. It's just her and I. I build a lot of comfort. So you know I'm going to turn up the keno here. So here's what I do. Uh, she's rubbing her hands together like this, right? So I go, it's, it's getting cold again, eh? She goes, yeah, my hands are freezing. And then me thinking, yeah, I've, I've been here before. Like, this is, this is almost too easy. So I go, oh, let me see hand of a moment. Uh, she looks at me for a split second, and she holds out her hand. Taking her hand, I put it in mine, and I say, yeah, now we can both be warm. <laughs> so she's covering her mouth with her other hand. She's trying to hide a smile. And then that's good, by the way. You know, like when she doesn't flinch and she kind of looks away, the nervousness is good. So I, I crack on her again just for fun. I go, wow, you look nervous. It's fine. I'm fortunate. I'm usually very warm. Uh, when it's freezing cold outside, my body just naturally heats up. <laughs> and then she goes, yeah, your hands are so warm. Thanks. I smile back. Uh, and then I run the, so how do you like to hold hands with her just so we can talk while we're holding hands, right? Um, so this one is we kind of go for different hand holding positions and that I show her exactly how I like to hold hands. A little more fluff talk, kind of just ease the moment a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, to our listeners, you, you kind of have to be calibrated a little bit here, right? Like if she gets too nervous and she gets too scared, try to bring her back. You know, try to do something or say something a little bit funny or build the comfort again. And when she's comfortable, try to spike that tension again and make it make her nervous again. Remember that tension, that nervousness, that's good. Mm-hmm. Most guys like to cut that because it feels uncomfortable. But that tension is going to make her remember the date. Because with any other dude, they might be talking about fucking like accounting or or their IT job or, you know, the, whatever. They do. It's boring, right? So the tension you want, uh, it's good. So uh, going forward here, let me see. Um, okay, so this is me saying, uh, after we talk about the handhold, I said, wow, you and me, we're totally going to get along. Uh, she's smiling again. She covers her mouth. At this point, I just assume that she likes me, so I just kind of roll with anything I want, right? Re- recall the first few co- podcasts, we talk about the good lens and the shit color lenses, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking she has her good lens on now. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, we get to the restaurant. Immediately, I'm greeted by a friend from another table. Uh, so we talk for a bit, and then she uh, replies to me, you know everyone, like, everywhere you go, you know somebody. Uh, and then I reply, well, I like to keep good people in my life. Those two I met at uh, my birthday, and uh, they're really nice people. Uh, friends of a friends, but, you know, they're good people, so they're my friends now. Right? Um, so we proceed to talk more about my birthday. Uh, then this leads to her talking about her life in Korea, and then her moving to the States, her studying languages. Uh, so the dinner ends at this point. Uh, we uh, make it back to the venue uh, where we first drove from. Um, so that's where she parked her car. And then me, this is what I say. Wait, I let go of her hand and gently, and, uh, let go of her hand gently, and open the door to the back seat and pulled out a scarf. I wrap it around her twice. I don't want you to get cold. I'm holding the scarf at the at the ends now, and I'm looking at her. I'm triangular gazing her. Two full rotations. 
she knew what was coming next. I got excited and just went in, probably a little faster than I should have. So I carry stuff like water, umbrella, extra blankets, an extra sweater, a scarf in this case, because women always get cold. I want them to be comfortable, but the scarf is great because it's it's a nice way to, if she's cold, just to put it around her neck, and then you grab both ends and, and kind of pull her in a little bit. Remember, we talked about the tension. Yeah. So at this point, this is where you kind of keep good eye contact with her. You pull her in. You kind of smile. And if you want to try your kiss now, this is where I do the triangular gaze, which we talked about in the first podcast. So mm-hmm. this is a good time for it, right? Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens. Okay. <laughs> Now I'm excited to hear this part. <laughs> right, so where do we left off? Trying the, the scarf. The scarf. Uh, oh boy, I lost my spot. Give me two seconds. That was real smooth, by the way. That you pulled <laughs> out the scarf. Yeah, like you know, I've. You're, you were ready. You got like you know jackets back there. You know, you got scarves. You got. You know, damn, that's smooth. Okay, so uh, I triangular gazer doing two full rotations. She knew what was coming up next. I got excited, just went right in, and I'm probably faster than I should have. Last minute, I was probably inches from her face. Last minute, she dips her head, and my lips met her forehead. Oh. (laughs) We both giggled, and we started to just walk. So at this point, guys, like, it's no biggie. It's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember, she's, at least one, you know, she's already given me all of these indicators of interest. So I'm okay if she rejects me, if she doesn't want to kiss me. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's doesn't mean never. It just means not now or I'm not ready yet. So we continue walking. Uh, and for whatever reason, I felt so much confidence. Like, I can't tell. I was just smiling to myself. Didn't make any sense because she just rejected me, essentially, right? I mean, she she wouldn't even let me kiss her. But I knew she liked me. I just have to pass a few more of these tests that she's uh, throwing my way. And I was wondering why there was a no, uh, I read it as an EN6. Uh, EN6 is trust me to be honest, e- even if I'm going to make angry so that's we can talk about that in another podcast because it's very very long um so let's going forward i mean for a guy that she knows in the community and she's willing to be she's she's been grinning grilling me with questions right but she hasn't uh so i was thinking all of this when i noticed that she had her hands in her pocket and i had man in my in mine pocket so i'm thinking what the fuck so i literally took her wrist pulled her hands out of her pocket and shoved her hands in my pocket while holding her hand. Again, she puts her hand over her mouth and turns away from me slightly and she's trying to hide a laugh. Again, this this is, to me, this is her indicator of interest. Mm -hmm. When she's nervous and she doesn't know what to do, she likes to put her hands over her mouth and hides a laugh and turns away. Mm -hmm. I roll with it. Now, I'm not 100% sure I was addressing all of her emotional needs by doing that, but she held on and didn't let go. I just felt alive, like I was I could do anything. And even when she pushed me away and said no, it's because she's nervous, not uh, ready for anything more intimate. But she feels attractive because I'm making advances ahead of her. So I really said a lot here. What I'm trying to tell everybody is... is when you get rejected from the kiss or the handhold or whatever, mm-hmm. most guys feel dejected. They feel the date's over and I, I'm going to take her home and you know we're never going to see each other again. Sometimes that's 
most times, if you're doing the right things prior to you doing this, it's not true. It just means she's not ready yet. So, so keep going, mm-hmm. plow through. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the whole vibe was feeling great, very flirtatious. We walked for another five to ten minutes before she started shivering. Me, wow, you're you're trembling. You're still cold. Yeah, a little. She replies, "I'm gonna be fine. We can walk still here." This is where I put a firm, no, you're shivering. Let's go. I just turn around and lead her back to the car. That's leading, guys. She's trying to be polite. And she's trying to say, no, I'll just suck it up and be cold because I guess I kind of like you. I want to walk with you. This is what I'm assuming. It may may not be true. right? But the more important thing is you as the man, you're the protector. You're the leader. It's your fault. She's cold. Remember that. Mm. So be firm. They like that. No, we're leaving right now. Back to my car. Yeah. No answer or buts. And she will follow your lead. Mm-hmm. And uh, there she says, she goes, okay. So back in my car, I asked her what time she needed to be home. She said, whenever. Uh, I told uh, I told her I want to be home midnight latest because I have to be up for work at six. She said that or you said that? I said that, mm-hmm. right? So then we go play some pool. So we drive to the pool hall. All tables were full. I really didn't expect this. It's a Wednesday night. So we, this I remember this is 10 years ago. I don't remember our listeners still remember this game called Photo Hunt. Photo Hunt? Yeah, it's like a game where there's two pictures and you try to find a difference between the two pictures. It's a stupid uh-huh. arcade game. So there was nothing better to do. And unfortunately, like, I, I hate to say it, but like, I guess that's just not good planning on my part. I should have called ahead and reserved the table. Mm-hmm. So our listeners, first few dates, you plan it and make sure the venues are available. Don't be going to the movies. Don't go to the movies, first of all, for your yeah, first yeah, 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 yeah. But don't be going to the restaurant and the tables are full because yeah. you get a reservation. Don't be going to play pool and there's no tables to play pool. <laughs> right? That's that's not good, right? Yeah. But she's, again, she's gotten the good lens, I think. Not yeah. the shit color lens. So it's very forgivable now. Yeah. But don't bank on that. Mm. Right? Uh, okay, so we play the photo game hunt. Um... So while we were enjoying playing, I told the reason why uh, I was in the game, and this was because we played with my cousin, younger. So it's fluff talk. I'm telling her about photo hunt, right? Okay, so now we're driving back to the location. Uh, I'm taking her back to her car. So she removes the scarf, and she looks at me, and then she looks at the scarf, and then she looks at me again. So I'm thinking, okay, what the hell? I I don't know what you're trying to tell me, okay? Then she sticks the scarf to her nose and she takes a big sniff. And she's like, it smells like like you. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what do you expect? Yeah. Hey, wait, how do you know what I smell like? Were you were you like smelling me when I wasn't looking? Uh, and then she starts on saying, no, 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 I wasn't. She, she kind of looks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm laughing now. We're kind of playing around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she repeats herself. It smells like you. Oh, wow. So then I'm like, okay, That's I'm just going to fold this up for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then she repeats again. It smells like you. And then, uh, uh, no, 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 sorry. So... The second time she smells, says that it smells like you. So uh, I fold up the scarf. Uh, 
I said, okay, I'm just going to fold this up for you. And then me kind of mocking her, I handed her my scarf and I said, yeah, it smells like me in like a creepy kind of way. And she's like, okay, okay, stop it. Okay, it's sounding creepy. I'm like, you know, totally misinterpreting her words. I'm saying, no, you don't sound creepy, hon. I think it's cute. <laughs> so yeah, it's like sometimes you got to spin it right. She's saying it sounds creepy. And I'm saying, no, 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 you don't sound creepy. So it's just kind of fluffier. Um, there was tension, obviously, at this point. Mm. Um, I think maybe the right thing to do may have not to be not to break the tension, maybe even build it up a little more. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm telling you, like I, I was nervous too. I'm only human, right? So, yeah. um, so I guess I kind of broke it by by doing that. So she smiles, turns away, right hand covering her mouth again. Uh, I get to her car. I say, "Come here, uh, give me a hug." So she hugs me, and as I, as I pull away. I put my hand on her chin again. Uh, again, she backs away. Mm. Okay, so I back up now too, just a bit, right? And then I just lean in again. She backs away again. Oh, I back away. And then she leans in a bit. You know, so I took this as an indicator of interest. So I lean again. And then she backs away. Okay, so the sight was kind of just, it was kind of funny. It was like we're doing a dance with our heads back and forth, right? <laughs> So me, I'm laughing now, and I'm like, okay, stop. I lean in for like the fifth time now. I lean Mm. in, right? Mm. She backs away. Okay. Uh, She's looking at me. She's smiling a little bit, and she just kind of just shakes her head slightly like this, right? So I'm like, come on. And, uh, And we hold. So I'm holding her. I'm looking at her. She's now looking at me. She looked like she was trying to hold back a smile, I think I may have been doing the same. And then she leans in and gives me like the slightest little peck on the lips. It was like a stealth kissed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she really want to do it, right? Uh, so yeah, she leaned in, slight little peck, leans out, opens the door, and just exits my car. She's, she's gone. Uh, wow. And then she, she turns back and she looks at me. And she smiles and she's like, okay, bye. And then I'm like, I'll call you later. And she's like, well, I can call you too. Oh. I'm like, okay, fine. You can call me too. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Right? And then she gets in her car and she yeah. drives away. So oh. our listeners, that's a good date. That's that, what yeah. dates are supposed to. Even though I, I barely got a kiss, I, I I could barely feel her lips, mm-hmm. right? But that's that's the vibe you want to go for. Yeah, there's some good things going on in that date for sure. Um, I felt she may be a little bit shy. Maybe. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. Um, because you did approach her a few times. You were trying to go in and get a kiss, but then. You know, she kind of, you know, backed it up and stuff. Um, I come to say that I don't think that that might be shyness specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just her really just being a woman, being a girl. Like mm-hmm. she's just, she just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because this was like our first or second date. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But like some women 
take time to 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 warm up, mm-hmm. and and from my studies, this this goes back a long long way. This is very biological, you know. Why why can men have sex with anything they see, like after meeting her for like five seconds, and why do women take more time to tune up? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because she's on a biological clock. You know, she is the one that has to carry the baby. So she wants to make sure that her suitor is someone that's capable, that's successful, that will stick around because she doesn't want to be the one left to carry the baby on her own. Now, I mean, this is, I mean, this is just the second day, right? Why am I telling you this? But it's, it's, it's an evolutionary mechanism that's almost in the back of almost every woman's mind, mm-hmm. you know? So, and most guys don't understand that I find I didn't understand that I just thought okay well fuck she doesn't like me man that's why she's not kissing me no stupid Joey not that she doesn't like you it's because she's genuinely not ready Mm -hmm. of the evolutionary mechanism so just back up how do you know when they're ready or not is that through like like by asking questions or like the truth is Mm -hmm. you will never know 100% because you're not a mind reader. Unless you're a mind reader, then you know. Right? You would never know 100%. But you have to make a good guess, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to try. Like I said in our last few podcasts, it's it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. Mm-hmm. So you never say, can I hold your hand? Can I kiss you? Can I just, well, I mean, it might work for some people, but it's. I can tell you that it's never worked for me. So... At this point, it, it, I mean, I hate saying this, but it really is trial and error. So that's why it's so important to build the comfort in the beginning of your date so that when you do try this, she's at least curious about you, she's comfortable with you, and she might be starting to feel attraction for you. That's when your advance is to try to kiss her and she pushes you away. That's when it's, it's you know, cute. You know, that you want to build chemistry. Oh, well, you, I go on dates before there's no chemistry. That's the chemistry building part. It's the stuff that you did prior to build comfort, and now you're trying. You're bringing another touch barrier. You're The effort of trying to kiss her and hold her hand, not knowing if she's ready or not, and she might not even know if she's ready or not because she doesn't even know you're going to yeah, do it. Exactly. That is going to build that chemistry, that tension. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, you never know. But you are supposed to, one, build comfort, and two, try. Mm. Well, yeah, in, in that case, um, she was definitely comfortable with you. You know, there are a few times where, you know, you know, you gave her the scarf and she actually, you know, wrapped it around her own neck and... She was definitely comfortable. You, yeah. And you can tell by, you know, a lot of the conversation you had with her, it wasn't just like a one-way thing. You know, she was telling you, you know, how she was, she was interested in art, how, you know, she wants to know more art s- stuff. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So you know that she's definitely interested. Yeah, I I think so. Uh, yeah, like I mean, I went on a few dates before where you know you would have one way conversation with the other person, and there would be nothing coming back, and then that's when you know, yeah, you know, she's not that interested. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. And in those situations, and you bring up a very good point. So this was a good date. So obviously, anything I do is gonna be more forgivable. I can say that I've made mistakes still on this date, mm-hmm. right? But on a day where it's like you said, it's one way, mm-hmm. 
your actions are a little less forgivable. And for our listeners that are probably very frustrated, thinking, I go on those dates. Oh, they're always one way. I can't get them to hook. Yeah. So I want you to think about this. What is it that you did or didn't do just prior to you realizing that this is becoming a one-way date? Mm. I always say this. It's whatever hard. your sticking point is, whatever your, your, your discomfort is, it is the step just prior that you messed up, that you failed. And that's what's putting you in this difficult date. So in your specific example, when it's one-way conversation, right? Um, now, in all fairness, you know, I want to just kind of put this disclaimer out there. It, it could just be her too. It could just be she's just maybe not that interested. It, it really could be just a bad time for her. But again, you know, as, as, a, as a man, you don't bank on that. You don't use that as your excuse. It's not creative avoidance. Just assume that it's something that you didn't or didn't do to put her in that mood. Mm. So that way you have an action. It's something that you can fix. Because if you just keep blaming it on her, you're, all your days will end up like this forever. Yep. So, back to my point. What is it that you did or didn't do prior to bringing her on this date? And I can say a lot of times it's probably comfort a little bit, but a lot of it is you probably just didn't show that much value about mm. yourself for her to be interested. And I remember, she gets attention all the time for uh, lots of guys. Why are you different? So prior to setting up this date, when you've talked to her, and again, our windows are small. When you first meet a girl, you have to get her to hook almost a little bit mm -hmm. so that when you do ask her on a date, she's kind of in a good mood. She's excited, mm -hmm. right? So that goes back to the things that we talked about in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. How are you dressed? How do you look? Mm -hmm. How's your grooming? Like, do you have a cool kind of hairstyle yeah. right now? Here's where... People will give me, no, it's not me. I don't want to change this. Well, buddy, the, again, like I said, the, 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 the you is fluid. Do you like who you are now? Because if you do, then then why are you listening to my podcast? You know, why 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 are you looking for help? So yeah. some things are fluid. Some things can be changed. So if you have something that shows some value, maybe you dress a certain way, maybe there's a very specific hobby that you do, right? Like mine was salsa dancing, right? Uh, uh, I also like karaoke, but that wasn't, but I could sing. I know that. So when I'm singing, I know that people are at least paying attention, mm -hmm. if anything, right? Mm -hmm. So have something interesting outside of just, you know, I go to work and then I go home and I play video games and then I, you know, hang out with my mom and dad hey do you want to go on a date with me fuck bro I don't want to go on a date with you yeah you born to me already right so it's something yeah. interesting and that way it gives her a bit of a hook so yeah you need to go find a good hobby go out there try something different yeah. right don't just and sit at home and play video games all day because you know girls don't take that unless you have that very specific niche where the girl loves that but again yeah, but you're a poker player Kev man we don't play to those odds right yeah, yeah exactly right yeah. you have seven deuce you're not gonna try to see a flop it's yeah. a bad idea right yeah 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 so yeah. That, that's the same way so if that answers your question yeah that does actual, actually answer my question and and I think you brought up a very interesting point is value right you gotta be you know, showing value to your to your dates. You know, they don't want to be listening to you know your boring life at work or whatever. They want to hear something interesting about you, right? Like you said earlier, um, uh, food is something that you should get yourself familiar with. Mm -hmm. And traveling, girls really dig tra dig traveling and food. Those are the two things that 
you know, you should have like a basic knowledge of. Yeah. 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 Like, I think that's now these, all these things help. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. I think girls like guys that can cook too. Mm-hmm. That, that, oh, yeah. That's a part of it. Right. Yeah. But again, like all of this, it's, it's, it's got to be a lifestyle. You have to build a more interesting lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like if you can just cook, let's say, mm-hmm. and there's nothing else really that interesting about you, then you don't almost put all your eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm just thinking now, I know a guy that's a great cook, but he's never had a girlfriend in his life. Tall, good looking guy too, right? But it's yeah. just, you know, like he's telling me, like you're telling me, you know, I've been on dates and yeah, uh, there was no chemistry or we didn't connect or, you know, I, I just didn't feel it. I, I saw her more as a friend. I mean, guys, this is this is all just... Okay, if it's one or two of your dates are like that, cool. I respect that. That, mm-hmm. that could very well happen. But you go on 10 dates. You go on 20 dates. And it's easy now. All you kids with your tender and your bagel meets orange juice. I don't know what y'all go on. <laughs> all right, y'all go on them apps, right? So so it, you can't get lots of dates. So if you go on all these dates and they're all like that, I was talking to another friend. He's like, yeah, my dates are very mundane. You know, I feel like the end of the night, I would have more fun chilling with my boys. Thank and I've paid for this date. I, it's gone nowhere. So what's happening? Hmm. You can ask yourself. I mean, the only commonality is, is you. Hmm. You go on all these dates and they all come out boring. But you go on these dates with different girls, hmm. different venues. What's the same? It's you. Hmm. And I think you brought up a really interesting question, too, is, um, you know, when you go to first date, you got to really put some time into you know, dressing yourself good. Like I was just talking to my buddy the other day. Well, just a couple hours ago, he was, I was hanging out with him and he was saying that, you know, you should, um, you should be aware of what you have, what you're putting your, you know, what you're wearing. If you're wearing something like sweatpants and, you know, shirts that are really wrinkled, you know, you have no respect for yourself. How would you expect your date to respect you? I, I think I agree. Yeah. I think I agree. Like, he was, he, he's a white guy, and, you know, he was telling me that he would never wear a shirt that's wrinkled. Not, yeah. Even with friends, he he's, and I respect that. And after that, I was like, that's kind of true. Like, if you don't even have respect for yourself, why would you expect, like, a, your, your date to respect yourself? And she was telling me how, you know, sh- um, there are girls in Mississauga that would wear sweatpants. And, 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 and he brought up an interesting point. He was like, I hate chicks that wear sweatpants. You know, sweatpants are supposed to be, you know, wear that you go to the gym with, not go out on dates with. Yeah, um... I personally don't have a problem with if a chick decides mm-hmm. to wear sweatpants on a date. Like, mm-hmm. you know, to each their own boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if, if that's something that's really firm for him, I, I respect that. That's fine, mm-hmm. right? I think what my train of thought now is mm-hmm. for you as a man, you're right. You know, you do the best that you can. You, mm-hmm. you well-groom, clothes that fit. Yeah. You respect yourself. For the women... Especially for our beginners, our listeners that are, you know, looking to get into dating and they they don't feel that that good. Make sure that you don't let something like that, especially if it's not a boundary of yours, become an excuse 
to not go out there to date because I've heard it before and I've said it myself. Yeah, I can't date her because, insert my one of my four million excuses of why I don't want to date women. She's not pretty enough. She's, she wears sweatpants. She doesn't have a job. Yada, 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 yada. No. No, 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 no. Here is something I'm going to state for men. Standards are earned. What do you mean okay? by that? Standards are earned. You don't get to say, I have this kind of standard of women, especially if you haven't been dating too many women, hmm. right? Standards are earned. What that means is you need to be at the top of your game. Everybody wants that that 10, you know, tall, you know, hourglass figure, you know, model-like, and a great personality, and doesn't spend all my money. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But you think she would want just a regular, average Joe like you? Mm. Chances are no. Like I'm not even talking about physical attributes. Just you as an interesting person. Mm. So, what gives you the right to go for her and expect her to like you? Mm. You haven't earned those standards yet. For the in tune guys, the guys that have been doing this for a long time and and know what it's like to build comfort, build attraction, create tension. You, You've earned your way mm. to that choice, that standard. Right. Where I think a lot of our listeners can be very controversial about this, and you know, I'm grading men yeah. and grading women. But it, hey, man, tough. It is you tough. know, it's not even that I feel firmly about this. It, you know, I, I never like to argue on what is right, what is wrong anymore, because we waste a lot of time debating on that. Listeners, find what is useful. Stop debating on what's right, what's wrong. What's useful is going to get you the dates. And by getting more dates, you're practicing. Yep. You're in field. You're getting more experience. Mm-hmm. And then when you meet the girl of your dreams, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like the deer with her, you know, eyes caught in the headlights of the car. Like, you know what to do. You're not frozen. Right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, don't, don't let things like that be a crutch. Um, I actually have a question for you. Um, you you said you uh, brought your date to uh, a, a Korean place when she was Korean. Do you feel that you're under a lot of pressure? Yeah, good catch, good catch. Right, Kev. because you know she's Korean. Obviously, she have a standard of her own food. Would it be better if you maybe bring her to like a like a Mexican place or Jamaican food or something that you know? You know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah. And I'm going to say I agree with you. Like I said, I, I still yeah. make mistakes, right? Yeah. Um, if we want to play it really safe, mm-hmm. okay, uh, and if you're a beginner and you're learning this, yeah, choose a restaurant that might be a little different from her nationality. Yeah. And, and yeah, maybe that'll pique her. Because, more. you know, you might be bringing her to, like, you know, a Korean place where, you know, it's not legit Korean place. Maybe some Chinese people open up the Korean place yeah. and, then, and then she'll be like, oh, this is not really Korean food. Yeah, I, I see this what you mean. This is Chinese style Korean. This is not full Korean. I, I Again, I agree with you. you know? right? And and I actually, and you jogged my memory for another date. It, I remember I brought another Korean girl to a Korean place, and I don't speak a lick of Korean. Mm. And halfway through the date, she had a full-blown conversation in Korean with the waitress. I was just sitting there like, 
okay, well, this is a stupid <laughs> idea. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, like, these things can backfire, so that's a good catch, Kev. Yeah, I think a- you can try to take it to another different venue. Mm-hmm. What I also would like to say is, again, we want to get you to the point where she puts on the good lenses, mm. right? Mm. So I think that I may have been a little lucky here because even in the beginning of the date, she's already had the good lenses on. Yeah. So these mistakes are more forgivable. Yeah. I find it's hard to, um, you know, go on a date with someone who's got like, you know, those those glasses on that perceived you as, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It is. It's hard to say, you know, can you put those glasses off for a second and view me differently? You know, I'm not just a typical Asian kid who plays video games at home all day. You know, I'm something different. It's hard. Yeah. And what I want to say about that, Cav, then it's you. It's Mm -hmm. you. And it's your fault that she thinks that way. So here's what I mean by that, right? Let's go back to first impressions. As soon as she meets you, she looks at you. Let's say you're an Asian guy. She already has made at least 10 assumptions. Mm. I know this sounds crazy, but based on your skin color, most people are already at least subconsciously concluded that Asian, probably passive, you know, uh, probably very shy, uh, probably less outspoken, introverted, all of these things. Probably an IT guy, probably is an accountant, mathematician. Yep. You know, like we're just, you know, probably drives some sort of, at home. Yeah, some, <laughs> you know, like Toyota or Honda. Yeah, shit like that, right? So it is your job as a man to get her out of that, paradigm mm. that she has in in her in her mind mm. about you mm. right so that's why it's so important in the beginning like i said to not dress mm. like all the other asian dudes mm-hmm. right to, to be more well-groomed to 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 stand out and as soon as you talk it's so important to get on a topic that really differentiates you from other people mm. Right, so that's why go out and get a good hobby, interesting, something you enjoy, you know that 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 is a little different, a little outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Then she puts on the good lenses and takes out the shit color lenses. Mm-hmm. Then you start going on dates, and and you have a small advantage at least. Yeah, your You're mistakes in, yeah. are more forgivable already because she's already looks you in a different light, mm-hmm. right, and. On top of that, to, to really get yourself into that groove of going on the next 10 dates of your life to have them really good dates, go on the next 10 dates of your life quickly. Do it sooner. Because again, I cannot emphasize this more. The more dates you go on as a man, the better you're going to get. You're going to see more patterns. It's like poker. The more hands you see, the experts have seen probably at least 10,000 hands. Fair oh, to say? Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? You don't yeah. become an expert after playing one round of poker. Yeah. So it's it's the same analogy. Mm-hmm. Go out there. Go on dates. Yeah. Right? Don't don't make, you know, excuses. Oh, she's not A, B, C, and D. Not good looking enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not into her. I'm not dating. No, no, no. That's, you, don't have, you don't have that luxury. Yeah, because right? I think most guys are just got the fear of rejections. Oh, and, it's 100%. and we should not be fearing rejection. We should take rejections as, oh, I've learned something from this. Don't do it again. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, and going back to your story, I think you know, um, I think it was really smooth of you 
to to you know attempt to hold her hands and and that was good now i remember that part where you went in for this kiss and and she kind of like like you know gave you the forehead and you kind of kissed her in the forehead do okay. you think that was intentional or that was oh, just one yeah yeah that was 100 percent intentional. really eh? yeah so you went in and then she's like yeah like that's wow. totally intentional let me tell you what I read from that. Mm-hmm. When you go in for the kiss and she's nervous and she doesn't want to kiss you, but if she likes you a little bit or at mm-hmm. least curious about you, mm-hmm. this is where they don't do the firm, they pull way back mm-hmm. and they run out of your car and they never want to see you ever again, right? This yeah. is the, It could have turned it. It could have turned into that, yeah. right? And she could have just like, okay, see you later. Yeah, Get you're out. a creeper. Bye-bye. I don't want to you know, talk to you. I don't want you to try and kiss me anymore. Yeah. yeah, it could totally turn that way, right? Yeah. But again, like... As men, stop thinking about that. Stop thinking about the worst case scenario because that's not going to happen. Yeah. When, let me tell you what this means. When you lean in to kiss her and she dips her head, thereby you kissing her on the forehead, that means, like I said again, she is not ready to be kissed yet. Doesn't mean no. Doesn't mean never. Now, I want to add another disclaimer. Guys, like, I'm not telling you to go up and sexually harass and violate women. Yeah, We're we not about We that. don't encourage that. Right? That's no. that's not the point. Don't be forceful at this point. Don't, like, you know, like, grab her by the cheeks and pull her in and force her lips on her. Then, you know, I hope you go to jail. Yeah. And I hope a big black guy is your cellmate. And I hope you drop the soap. That's what I <laughs> wish for you. Right? So. Um, yeah, don't but do I that. Mean, like, yeah. There, there's. there's there's a difference between forcefulness mm-hmm. and you know sexual harassment mm-hmm. and knowing and understand what tension mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and and knowing when to take a shot take mm-hmm. a chance you know to, uh, test tap her boundaries a little bit not overshoot it mm-hmm. and disrespect her mm-hmm. and go to jail yeah. but you know like yeah that that's where you kind of want to be and i'm going to say this again even if she doesn't kiss you, mm-hmm. even if you try to hold her hand and you get the floppy arms where she doesn't want to hold your hand back or she just pulls away and doesn't want to touch you at all, I promise you, especially if our listeners are, are the more passive type and you know she's already assumed that you're more passive, that says so many good things about you. What guy that you know willing to try to hold a girl's hand on the first or second day and even try to go over the kiss and get rejected and is willing to try again. Yeah. Right? That's where you want to be. That's what you want to communicate to her. That listen, like, if I'm attracted to you, that's something that I'm not going to be afraid of to express. Now, when you're with me, it's about safety. Mm-hmm. I would never force you to do anything you don't want to do. Yeah. But I'm not going to hide my attraction yeah. towards a girl that I like either. That's the mentality. Yeah, and I think you want some brownie points um, when you did men up and, and told her that you know you're cold, and let's go back into the car. That was that was good. I think girls really like you know men that are you know decisive. Yeah. You know if if you were indecisive at any point, that that's just that's just not good like when you when she asks you oh where do you want to go eat and then she's like oh we can do this we can do that we can do this we can do that no you say let's go to this place or let's go to that place Mm. right yeah yeah Um, bring about i feel i make the same mistakes too right but then you know 
they, they look for, you know, that you want to be firm and then you want to be able to make decisions. Yeah, um, here's what I want to say about that. Um, you need to be, in a way, making these decisions that also involves her. So it, it really is a fine line. You can't say, she says, oh, how about we go here? No, I don't want to go there. Here's where we're going. Okay, okay, now now it's kind of, now you're borderline asshole. Yeah. Right? So like we're talking about eating and places to go. Something that I like to do is, you know, is, let's say here's the conversation. Go, what do you want to eat? Nine out of ten times, she's she'll say, I, I don't know. Here's what I say. Okay, well, here you choose. We can go to restaurant A, restaurant B, restaurant C. Mm-hmm. Now, who's the leader here? Me, because I'm giving you the suggestion, mm-hmm. but I'm also involving you in the decision. Mm-hmm. So specifically for your question about places to go to eat or to chill, I find that that's, that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. But let's go back a little bit and look at the the mentality behind the male's mind when we let her choose when we're undecisive Mm. I found that this was a problem with me too you want to please her you want to impress her you want her to be happy you want to be nice so in those situations you know you're like oh hey so what do you want to eat and she's I don't know I guess anything Mm. and then most guys are no no, you choose I want you I want to take you to a place where you want to go like I get it. Most guys are trying to be nice and you're trying to be accommodating. But by doing that, a lot of the times, you're actually not creating any attraction. If not, you're actually going the opposite way because you're showing you're not decisive, that you don't have a plan. And now you're forcing her to decide. Remember, on a date, I I hate to say this, but it's true. As a man, she, her job is to have fun on the date. That's it. Yep. The logistics, the planning, all that, that's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's your job. It's your job. You set up the logistics, period. Yeah. And you were, I think you hit on the point before where, you know, you're supposed to go to places where, you know, you make sure that, you know, um, you know, you book the table first. Um, you know, you don't want to be like standing in line waiting for food and whatnot, right? Yeah. Um, just be prepared. Just be prepared. Just just, yeah. just set the date, run the date in your mind, make all the appropriate calls you need to, mm-hmm. and and be ready. Like, mm-hmm. don't, ah, well, let's see what happens. Now, I mean, in all fairness, I'm sure there are some guys out there that do that, and it's it works for them, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking to a very specific group of listeners, I think. It's probably guys that may not be that great with dating, may not be getting the types of women that they want to be getting or not getting any types of women at all. So what we're doing here works specifically for those guys. I mean, like if you're like six, 10 and you're a basketball player and you have, you know, you drive a Lamborghini, let's say, or, or, you know, you have all this passive value going for you. You look like Brad Pitt. Yeah. Maybe you can just wing it. Cause she's kind of already fallen in love and she's already kind of make that decision. Right. Good for you. These guys I call naturals. We're not, I'm not a natural. Mm-hmm. I was never a natural. Everything that I'm teaching you, I'm talking on this podcast, is something that I've learned, that I've cultivated over time, mm-hmm. right? I'm what I call a synthetic, mm-hmm. a bootleg, yeah. right? So so if you're a synthetic and you're a bootleg, don't bank on, oh, you know, maybe this time it will just work out. Maybe she'll just like me. Hey, well, let's see, let's see where it goes. That's A, you as a man, you're being lazy. Mm-hmm. And you're not giving yourself a fair chance at a good date, 
right? Guys that want to get lucky. You know, if I could use a cliche here, luck to me is when preparation meets opportunity. That's yeah. the opportunity comes knocking on your door and she's, you know, like a six foot tall blonde that you've been dreaming and you're not prepared. Mm. I promise you, buddy, you're probably not going to get lucky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before we wrap this up, um, I think we're running out of time here. But um, my last question to you is she was a little bit creepy a little bit. (laughs) She smelled your scarf. She's like, oh, Joey, this smells like you. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. She's like weird at the same time, kind of funny, creepy. That, that, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty funny, though. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you bring up a good point. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I I haven't thought about it because, you know, I'm, I'm in love with my fiance and Mm -hmm. we're getting married. Mm -hmm. Right. So I haven't really thought about this in a long time, but you're kind of jogging my memory. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking that, Man, that's really it's I guess most people find it creepy, but for me it was really endearing. Yeah. Like, that's that's kinda cute. That's kinda Yeah, cute. I know. That's she's like cute. nerdy cute think. kind of, you know? Yeah. So I I I didn't I didn't personally find it creepy. I kinda liked yeah, it. I didn't and find I, it creepy. I, I think it was maybe even a little bit of a compliment. Mm-hmm. She wants to know what you smell like. That's what she's mm-hmm. smelling your scarf. Mm-hmm. Right. So I I was very okay with it, to be honest. I was yeah. I think our listeners are gonna have the same question as me. And um, do you guys went on a second date? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This girl and I dated for, I would say, three to four months. Mm. Yeah, at least. Right. We went on many more dates after that, and it was all kind of wonderful. And, you know, like, to me, physically, she wasn't the most attractive girl. Right. She wasn't going to win any beauty pageants. And, And you know what? That's fine. That's fine. You know what I mean? It's like... Our listeners, you know, who like to go for the perfect tens all the time, you know, yeah. that 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 gets 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 off on beautiful, physically beautiful girls. Go on on a girl. Go out on a date with a girl that's might initially not be your cup of tea, mm. right? And see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I promise you that if you go with an open mind, mm-hmm. you know, with the willingness to improve and to really, really try to get to know her, you will find one or two things that's endearing if I may, about her. And I promise you, all of a sudden, you know, you finding her not that attractive physically, she actually becomes more attractive yeah. physically. I don't know why, but it's it's because now it's so much more just beyond the physicality of the way she looks or, you know, what her body type is. It's you actually find something that you genuinely like about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. go out and try that, guys. Yeah, give that a try. Don't always look at her tits or ass <laughs> or whatever. Try to, you know, I find I find that a lot of guys just expect to like, oh, you know, I want to go out with a hot chick with big tits, big ass, you know. But, yeah, it's just all reality, guys. Yeah, I mean, sure. Don't, like, if you can get all those girls and, and they like you, party, buddy. You know what I mean? But... It, it, that physicality really only goes so far. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You really do kind of flip your mindset once you just try to date somebody a little different mm-hmm. from what you're used to mm-hmm. or at least what you think you like. Yeah. Right? Your your taste, it, it does change. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, time is up, guys. Uh, this is going to conclude this because we do have a poker game to go yeah, to. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> okay, money. so this is going to conclude this podcast. Thank you once again for listening in. Thank you once again, Joey, for coming back. Uh, really appreciate that. My pleasure. If you all want to listen to all of our episodes, you can go on to my Instagram page at I am Link Media, and the link is in my bias. Thank you once again, Joey. Pleasure and to we be gotta, here. We got to do more of this. Yeah, we'll figure out what the next one is. All Should right. be fun. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Okay. Bye. <laughs>